Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolverine. Hey, Bill, nice shirt. Hey, you like that? Check it out. It just happened to show up in the mail. Oh, wow. You may, have, you, you may have heard of this guy. Can you give a little spin? Can you give us yeah, a little, I can't. Give check us a little it, spin? Check, it. check out the back. Uh, Keep going. Yeah. We don't need to hear you when we're trying to look at your ass. <laughs> S- raise up about... S- yeah. Yeah. Check that out. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Sorry. Welcome back to you, dude. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Been away. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have to ask. Yes. I have to ask. You, you go on this, you go on this great vacation. Mm-hmm. Beautiful place. Yes. You got the family there. I know you got your hands full. Whoa, easy on the... D- dude, Corey Lender coming out with fire like nonstop. We just got started, dude. <laughs> Telling us we're a minute late, talking about my ass. Anyway, uh, all, that, all this beautiful stuff, and you still had time to post up and bring something along on your vacation. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so, so what I did was I was like, okay, I, I just took pictures of the day, and then it went, and I'm like... The thing is, like, I had t- I had downtime pretty much when the kids went to bed because our kids came on this vacation with us. So they were sleeping yeah. in, like, the living room. We had this kind of our, – our room was separate, so we had, like, doors at least. And But, like, they go to bed at 8, 8.30, and there's nothing to do. So my wife and I would, like, grab a bottle of wine, go out on the back porch, and just look out into the – I mean, it was beautiful there. Yeah. And I would just go through my phone and select my favorite ten photos of the day and just throw it up there. <laughs> that was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. The place looked the place looked incredible, dude. Wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a. It was a beautiful place. Uh, without getting into too much detail, it was actually a very very hard weekend for a week. Uh, yeah, you had the kids with you. Duh. Yeah, it it, when we had some family stuff that happened like early in the vacation, but like, uh, oh. yeah, it's. Uh, we'll say it was a very. It was a it was a very hard week, but what the the uh, range of emotions that went through over the course of that week, and you got a very good appreciation for the things that you have, and uh, yeah. the opportunities that you get. So, all hey, in all, uh, it was uh, it was great. I will uh, I will jump on that bandwagon with you, dude. I don't know if it was the supermoon. I don't know if it's the season, the last month, mm-hmm. like. Um, again, without getting into a lot of detail, like it is a, I'll, I'll say that I'm a, I'm an older cat (laughs) and it is very strange to know that you could have mass awakenings Mm. and changes in your world where you all, and and I don't, and I'm not talking about like changes, like you change your job or whatever, but to where you all of a sudden realize like complete realization of what is i mean everyone knows what's important in their life yeah but when you really understand what's important in your life Mm -hmm. and the the lengths that you'll now go to to get to those things yeah um not gonna lie dude i i've had i'm a 53 year old guy that had an awakening that felt like i got slapped in the face not in a negative way, but mm-hmm. in a holy shit, I'm in a completely different place than I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, that's like, not a bad thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. I mean, here's the thing. 
So, so this is our third trip to Turks and Caicos. And out of respect to my family, like, I don't want to get into too much detail, but like, I do want to be honest. And this, this trip has always been like a, um, like a family reunion. So like our family is spread out a, a, like a lot, um, like all over the country. And like, we're the only family outside of California, but then like my extended family is all throughout California. And my mom's parents had split, but then one got remarried in like, but they've always been my grandparents. So I, and my dad's parents split. So like I had like seven grandparents growing up. It was weird. I just, you know, I was like, Oh, I have, I have like, <laughs> I have a massive extended family. And, um, our families never get to do a lot together, like, cause we're not very close. And so my grandmother and grandfather, this is the, the ones that got remarried. I mean, they've been married since I was like before I was born. Uh, they planned this trip for my mom and her sister's family. And so this is our third trip. And my grandmother, Judy, um, is like the planner, right? Like just, she is a hardcore, just like, I mean, feminist in the most endearing term. Right, not like a victim. Like, yeah, Strong yeah, yeah. Like she gets not the shit done. Not a victimized version. Like, I don't need anyone's help. I'm getting this done. If you would like to be right. a part of this, I will allow you to help me. But I, I'm not leaning on anyone for this. She was awesome. Right? She, I mean, awesome, awesome, awesome. So she sets all this up. And for the past two times, we've went in. I want to say 2016 and 2018 so it was like every two years and it was a way to get everybody together because like my mom's sister they have three kids as well like so my mom like we have three boys and her sister has two daughters and a, a boy and so like our families were very similar all the age ranges were different except we were like 10 years ahead of them yeah and we missed 2020 because of covid and my grandmother um after 2018 had developed parkinson's and it was, it was really, really hard to watch. And prior to that, I think her brother, I can't remember the relationship. Like, I have so much weird extended family. And um, he had passed of Alzheimer's. And it was, that was, like, crazy Dude, hard. Alzheimer's is gnarly. I had that in my family, too. It's a horrible, it. horrible thing yeah. to watch because, like, it wasn't someone who didn't take care of himself. That was, like, the worst part. It just, like, took his life away. Um, yeah. And so she started to develop Parkinson's. And so, you know, we missed 2020, it was 2022 and it, it got worse. Like, and so we were, she planned this trip again. It's 2022 is like, all right, like the conversations we're, we're starting to have as a, as like my parents is like, Hey, it's really important that everybody makes this trip because like this may be one of the last trips we have with everybody. Yeah. And the plan was not to bring my daughter. She's two. She has no business being in Turks and Caicos. My son, who's four and a half, right? My son, who's four and a half, can enjoy this. My daughter will remember nothing of this trip. But after this trip, I'll remember everything about my daughter. Because she, this is like a whole other story. And so I had this conversation with my dad because, like, my parents were really upset that we weren't going to bring her. I'm like, guys, we don't even want to bring Dylan. Like, our lives are so busy and stressful that this is supposed to be a vacation for my wife and I like selfishly we know this is a family trip we don't want to bring our kids but my brothers are bringing their kids and so like okay so I had this long conversation yeah. he's like you have to bring Blake 
for Judy. And I was like, okay. And I saw this, I don't remember what, this was on Instagram, and I think I talked to you about this, I mentioned on a show was, this guy was talking about time with family members or friends. And so, for example, say if my dad was like 90, and I'm assuming he's like maybe he has five more years, like 90, 95, or whatever, like 85, and I like that five years left, right? And in my head, I was like, I got five years left with my dad. And then he's like, well, how often do you see your dad? I was like, I don't know, like once or twice a year. He's like, cool. You, you get to spend seven more times with your dad. Yeah. Seven. You don't have five years with your dad. You have seven, seven more moments with your dad. And when yeah. you put that into perspective, and that's the reality, right? We have this misconception that I have all the time in the world. You're right. You do, five years is a long time. But I'm not with my dad for that 24-7. I get to see my dad seven more times. Mm-hmm. Now how important is that moment? So when I saw this video and I got to, you know, I'm talking with my dad, I'm like, cool. I might have one or two moments left with my grandmother and she may have one or two moments left if ever she's seen my daughter one time. <clears throat> so we take this trip and it's, it's rough. Like Blake was about as rough as we could get. We sat on the plane for <laughs> one hour prior to takeoff because they didn't have any fuel on the plane. I was like, why did you put us on the plane? You didn't even have any oop, fuel. Oop, we forgot. Yeah, it's oop. already a four-hour direct flight, which isn't terribly long, but it is for a two-year-old who's never flown in a plane before. So it's a long trip. We land. We get to the hotel, and my grandparents got there before us. And, they, God, this is a really deep story for everybody that came on for, like, a fun show. But, like, <laughs> anyways, we get there, and... Like my parents checked us in and we're all hanging around. They hand you these like rum punch and like, would you, or, the, or like a, a punch. And like, would you like rum? I'm like absolutely hold the, hold the punch. Just right. give me all that. I've just spent six hours with this redheaded monster. Who's only two. <laughs> and my mom goes, it's like, Hey, Corky, which is my dad's name. And we'll just blow by that really quick. Take the kids away. We need to talk to the uh, parents. And I was like, this is weird. And so we landed about, we got to the hotel about four. At 11.30 that morning, my grandmother fell into the pool and drowned. Shut the hell up, dude. Yeah. Holy shit, I am sorry. Yeah. So when we had got there, I mean, like, to make a horrible story short so people don't have, like, don't. Like, I'm not looking for, like, re- like don't reach out to me about this because I don't want to talk about this anymore. But, like, it was so surreal. And, you know, she had, they, like, they, my, <laughs> it's, like, it's a terrible story. Like, it, it wasn't in, like, a private pool. It was, like, it was in the middle of, like, the most popular pool in the middle of the day on a Saturday. And nobody saw her. And so, oh. like, uh, they were... Uh, I mean, she, like, it wasn't official, like, they, like, care flighted her to Florida, but, like, you know, like, uh, on the 4th, that it was, it was done, like, and it, it, I still don't know how to process it, because we just got 
to the one place that the only reason why we were there with who we were with was for Judy. And it was crazy. Like, Um, and so what I mean is like, we're there and like my daughter was being terrible, like terrible. And I'm sitting there almost trying to complain. And I'm like, I have nothing to complain about. Zero. And so like what I mean by uh, along, and I appreciate all the the notes guys, like you don't have to do that. Um, But I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, dude. It was, uh, it was weird. Uh, I mean, me, it's off. Me, actually, let me, it was let me fucking jump in, awful. In. So let me let me let me save you a little bit here. <sighs> Thanks. Yeah, um, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I over the last probably ten years or so have honestly come to the realization, like they're like, however you want to look at it, whether you it's God, whether it's the universe, whether it's energies, whether however you want to look at it, like there certain things happen for a reason to set certain things up. Like when my dad died, he was able to wait. I mean, he had brain cancer and Mm. could not really function and do anything anymore. He he could, he made it. My brother was out there. Jim was out there first. I made it out there next. And then my youngest brother, Matt made it out there and he was holding on and basically was the, kept his, um, where his, his faculties, the, the ability that he had uh-huh. to a particular level until we were all there. Man. And once we were all there and then my mom said, hey, like I remember he asked Jim, he's like, hey, where's Bill and Matt? He's like, they're, they're, they'll be here today. We showed up there and, you know, I told my mom, I'm like, hey, at some point you're going to have to tell him that it's OK to go. And there was a like the boxes were checked, like he had everything he wanted. He had his family around him. He's like, okay, now, now I can go. However that goes, whether he decides or something happens to where, like with your grandmother, everybody was there, dude. She got her list checked off. When else was she going to have that? (laughs) When else would she be able, I mean, and, you know, granted, that's not necessarily the nicest way to have to go per se, but like what other way could you have your entire family in one shot where that's where you get to say goodbye. Yeah. So it's a is, good, it's a good way to hard as that is, dude. Like honestly, it's an ugly wrapped gift, but it's a massive gift, dude. I and I I mean I, I feel bad for your family, but like honestly, you couldn't have you couldn't have written out a better way for everyone to get together, especially for her. Well, I'm glad I told this story cuz I didn't think of it like that. Um that dude like stuff like that, I'm telling you, things line up you don't necessarily always know why they line up the way they line up but things line up so that they can get done the right way and um i mean again not that i not that i want to take my teary time but no dude and, i like i was like for, i'm gonna open up i'm gonna open this up i know like we can talk about crossfit I, in a second guys <laughs> yeah so fuck that we're shooting the shit we said it was shoot the shit friday <laughs> Um, the, uh, like in, in my world, I, uh, you know, I was talking about like the, the realization, the slap in the face, the awakening kind of thing. Um, I mean, you know how I've been with like my daughters and my exes and Mm -hmm. I'm one of those guys that I really think I'm a nice guy. 
I really think I'm a good dad and, uh, you know, a, a good person and all that. And for whatever reason, I, I think you're ended a great being, dad. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I, I've, I've ended up in, I didn't really realize that with all of the pains that I've dealt with, with exes, with moms, not trying, you know, moms kind of changing the, the narrative on stuff so that screw dad, screw dad, screw dad, where I, you know, my, like my oldest daughter doesn't talk to me, even though I text her every single, every single week. And still to, I, I, I want to have that relationship with her, even though where she is right now, she's not able to have that with me because of the things that she's been told and the, the way it's been painted and whatever. Mm. Um, you know, my youngest daughter, her mom, uh, and it's, it's an, it's an ugly situation for sure. But I have this, you know, beautiful little girl that thank God still loves me. But all these years of dealing with all of that stuff, I like to think that I've just, you know, become a really good stoic mm. and I just, I look to the positive things and, and all that kind of stuff, which is true. I do do that. But, what I found that I have done is I have walled myself up mm. to anything or anyone that might remotely put pain into my world, whether they do or don't do mm -hmm. isn't even necessarily the case. I'm almost kind of expecting it, or at least I was. Um, and I get, the greatest girl in the world that actually likes me for whatever reason. And because I can't do what I'm supposed to do, I end up pushing her away, pushing away the greatest thing that could help me in all of my areas and all of this stuff and not really realizing that just thinking like, well, I, you know, I'm sorry, I can't give you what you need kind of thing. And literally getting slapped across the face with, you you what the fuck did you just do yeah and it's not a not a oh i just you know i miss a person because like you you want somebody to just be there but it, it was i've never had anything like that before that single-handedly crushed crumbled the walls that i had built up that i didn't realize were so huge and then doing whatever i can do to try to get this amazing woman yeah back it's hard dude it's hard yeah. emotions suck dang it. i know it's like mean, uh, they feel good when they're good but otherwise they suck <laughs> my dad told me not to ever cry in front of people <laughs> and that didn't take at all like i am the world's worst i was uh yeah you are a I am. I am. I'm like, it's funny is like, I'll break, like it, I could break my leg, like compound fracture bone sticking out. And I'm like, fuck, this hurts. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you talk about like listening to that. I mean, and you know, I've got to walk that with you. So like, I, I know yeah, that, no, you know, you know where I am. Yeah. You know where I am sitting in a hotel room at the Ivy or the Eve and <laughs> Miami, Florida, where I can sit on the toilet, wash my hands, and put my right foot in my bed, sharing that room, <laughs> airing out some personal shit the whole time. But uh, yeah, I guess we wanted to start the. In, this was an impromptu. Like I, I honestly, I wasn't going to talk about it. Like I haven't. I've only shared this with like three people. Nine hundred people now. And now I've shared it with <laughs> whoever will listen to this podcast. But like, 
there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, like personally and like for both you and I, and the reality of it is like, as, as personalities, it's like, we're fucking people. <laughs> like uh, no. we have our problems just like everybody else. And I think, uh, coming on here, I wasn't going to say anything more out of respect to my family. Cause I'm not saying this to draw attention. Um, but like, the, the weird part was, I mean, you think about like hierarchies in the family, like when, like I've always felt like I was 12. Like when I'm with my parents and grandparents, like what the, the time I remember being with the group, like the, the pack, the pride, I was like 12. I, I have vivid remember memories like, that's when they started, per se. So when I get around my dad, like, I'm going to be 40 in November, but when I'm with my dad and my mom, I feel like I'm 12 again. Or when I'm with my grandparents. Like, everybody falls you know into what I their, mean? Like, everybody falls back in their into age. their roles. Yeah. Man. 100%. And, my mom does that. My mom's got, like, seven brothers and sisters, and they're all in their 80s. And they all get together, and I'm like, Okay, there's a 16 year old, there's a 13 year old, there's the eight year old, there's a seven year old, and everyone plays their role. It's hysterical. Yeah. And uh, I get it. And so, like, when this happened, you know, my mom, like, in a from airport to the hotel, when they told us what happened, like, we didn't know. My mom didn't know until we, we all got there. I thought my mom. Like, as the information unfolded over the, like, we had a week. Like, this was the first 10 minutes of a stepping foot into this hotel. We were hit with this. And we were there for eight more days. Like, I had to walk by that fucking pool five times a day. Crazy. And I watched my mom, who, when she was with her mom and dad, like, she would call them, she would call Judy, Judy, but dad, dad. Mm-hmm. And I watched my mom be the kid. And in, like, uh, unasked for, she became the matriarch. Yeah. Like that. And my mom's fucking tough, dude. I I'll, like, I don't know if my dad wants me to say this, because, like, we all talk about our dads, but, like, my mom is ten times tougher than my dad. It's a whole different kind of tough. Dude, it's a it's, whole different kind of it tough. It is a different kind of tough, but, like, so my, my mom, when I was 23, the day I turned 24, my mom told us that she had cervical cancer. And like, and it was like, you know, she had to get surgery and like full, like all of it. All of it, yeah. And she, she, she called all the boys. And she goes, do not come visit me. I'm going to take care of this myself and I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Dude, that's fucking badass. Yeah. D like, don't. We're like, no, we're coming. Like, because we're like, fuck you, mom. I'm like, yeah. Especially me. Like, I'm the oldest. I'm supposed to, like, rally the troops. And like, no. She was like, don't. I will take care of this and I'll see you when I'm better. Like, it's, it's like anything. I was like, your parents don't want to, like, it was. So to watch her handle the situation, like, she had her moments. The hardest moment was the family photo. Because mm. in her mind, this was going to be the last family photo. Like, the, the, 
the, I like I like what you put about everyone being there because I can see Judy being like like that's the way she would not not the way she would want things to happen, right? But like the fact that she got everybody there so everybody had an opportunity to be there together to get through it together as opposed to scattered across the country, which we've been our entire like lives. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny is like I said, that she was the centerpiece of bringing everybody together every other year. Like she might've been this like not a martyr, but like, yeah. But like I can watch my mom go through all that. Like that was tough, but there's like nobody better for it. And, and so like to watch everybody like move up a rank, was weird. Yeah. It was I really bet. weird. I bet. But yeah. Damn, dude. Wow. Yeah, so that was the vacation. <laughs> that was the vacation. <laughs> and here I am giving you shit about taking pictures of uh Blake bouncing around. And right, right. And so, or Blake, Jesus, cool, like my daughter. Cool, cool haircut on, on, on Dylan just cruising. I'm like, oh, what's up, beach? What? Uh, yeah. All right, so I place. got I got some like like professional photos coming of my kids and as batshit crazy as they were trying to get like a family photo on the beach, like that was an unreasonable amount of stress. But the photos we got were like awesome. Yeah, <laughs> my, that's cool. Yeah, like my, you know, I've people say this, and this is true. I've never met a camera I didn't like. Guilty. I get it. <laughs> my son is worse than me. But not with family. They got him by himself, like under a pier, and you would have thought he was like a baby model. Not not by the way he looks, but they're like hands in your pocket. He's like boom, cross your arms, boom, chin got down, yeah. lean against the pier. <laughs> it was. I was like, who are you? Oh wait, you're my son. <laughs> What's up, Zoolander? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, so uh, to wrap this conversation up and, and just let's make this a bit more fun with anything you guys want to talk about but like <clears throat> the things that we normally take advantage of it's not time it's moments like it was it was weird because I've always been saying that and the one thing that I felt so bad was like that we tried to do we missed the moment and I was like damn I thought I had two and I didn't even get those yeah, but the, who was the moment for though? The more the moment honestly wasn't for you guys; it was for her. Well, that, and that's the thing is like I, that's why so that was the she whole. She knew everyone thing. was coming. Yeah, she knew everyone was coming. Like yeah. that's what I mean. Like the boxes got checked. It wasn't that you guys couldn't show up or you weren't bringing Blake or everyone was coming. Mm -hmm. So it, even though no, not the group didn't get to have the group hug and and that that literal moment. The moment was there because everyone was already embarking. Like the the vacation was, everyone was coming in. It was un obviously obviously with very low end comment on this, but it was very unfortunate. But the the job got done. Everyone was coming. She got what she wanted. You know, like that. What that right there is that was the moment. Yeah, that was the moment. Everyone was coming. My, so. Maybe not the moment. We'd all hoped it to be, but not exactly, not exactly perfect. But she knew everyone was coming. Yeah, yeah. So wow, dude, I'm really sorry about that. But thank you. I'm really glad for you that everyone got be that everyone got to be together. Dude, it is amazing how important how you forget how it's how it can that be 
That is the most important thing and the easiest thing to forget and get buried with all the bullshit stuff that goes on regularly. I know, and then I, I, I look at him like, I'm creating 90% of my own bullshit. Everybody does. And, and that's when it was more, like, I wanted, like, my daughter was, she, like, she just turned into her terrible twos on the trip. Like, there was just, there's nothing we can do. And right before every moment where I was just like, oh, I was like, <laughs> it's like, what am I? I'm complaining about my daughter crying at a, a breakfast table. That's really like because the it's worst thing. Because it's shitty at the complain. time, but it's yeah. really hard. I mean, when you're when your head's in the trenches, it's really hard to see, to pull back and actually see what's going on. And the the, the fact of the matter is, yeah, that you know the story about Blake and how she's being just a hellion at the at the table. <laughs> It's going to be one of the funniest stories when she's older and you guys are talking about the trip and how crazy it was and all yeah. the like that will be such a centerpiece story yeah. and will be such a huge memory. Did I uh, did you see the the reel I posted of her running around in her dress during photo day yeah. where she just ran into the water? <laughs> like it, there, it, it was a eight second video. And it perfectly perfectly described what eight days in Turks and Caicos was like with her. It was great. That's so funny. That's and so it was funny. funny as like at the end, like I had to turn the sound off because originally it was like really funny because everybody was laughing. But at the very end when she was like getting swept out to sea, not really, but you know, she went underwater <laughs> yeah. in a dress and my wife was screaming and I was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Three more seconds. <laughs> I got to I gotta get this on video. It's going to be great. She was fine. I mean, she knew what she was doing. She, I mean, all she had to do was stand up. But yeah, that uh, was so uh, funny. Yeah, it was a good trip. It was a good trip. But oh, uh, yeah, it's been a while, Crazy. gang. Sorry, it took so long to get back. I, uh, I've been dealing with some stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, man. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things yeah. going on, and that's okay because honestly, uh, what's cool about like at least like what we do. I mean, we can talk programming, we can talk numbers all day long and every yeah. day, and we always will, and that's that's an easy joy for us to have. But it's, I think, you know, we talk about the artisticness of programming and what we see when we're looking at and how like how we would design whatever, and we our personalities come out in how we program. Mm -hmm. And now we just got well, they got to hear a little bit about us. Yeah, some real life. Because all that stuff paints into how we program, you know, and paints to how we look mm -hmm. at it. And so it's all right, man. I, I think it's good. Yeah. It's good. Todd, any fitness while at the resort? Yes, but I don't do, like, gym fitness on vacations. Like, I went out, dude, the, the water there is unlike anything I've ever seen. And that's a big thing, part of that. And I just swam around, like, Around it, it's it's like this turquoise water because it only it's like twelve it's like twelve to fifteen feet deep of just white sand bottom for an average of twenty miles around the island. That's how far out and how flat it is. Wow, it's dude. crazy. So the, all I did was just swim around, and like I swam with my nephews and. You know, he had a boogie board, but like he's six, but he's the size of a twelve-year-old because he's like my—he's my younger brother's son. My my middle brother is six ten, and his wife is like five eight, and their son, <laughs> who's six, is basically a fifth grader, and uh, <laughs> and 
And so it was cool because like he could swim, but he wanted to, for some reason he like loves to be around me. Cause like, I'm, I guess I'm, you know, I'm uncle chase. And so I was like, get him on my back. And like, I would swim around if he got tired and then he had a boogie board, but like my brother, my brother was holding tight, like hanging too. Like yeah. it, for me, I was just chilling. Like they were working their asses off and we'd find these <laughs> shells and like, dude, like the, for you, like in your, in your daughters, like for, and for my mom, like a huge collector item is if you can find a perfect sand dollar. Sand dollar. Hell but like yeah. not the purple almost dead, like a white bone white sand dollar. And went out there and I found one. And there was five kids on the trip. I'm like, I'm going to be out here for an hour and a half until I find all. And I did. I spent an hour and a half and I found six perfect, not broken, three perfect bone white sand dollars so like every kid got one but what i would That's do is cool. like i would find him and then i'd go get caleb which is my nephew and like we could he like he could hold his breath and so my brother would push him down and i'd grab his hands and i'd pull him 12 feet on the bottom and and pretend like he found them yeah but like then he oh, started finding him i'm like oh, i'm kind of embarrassed that you saw that and i didn't <laughs> so that was cool it's like we you know we did a lot of family time we swam with like sharks i I mean they were real sharks but they were like lemon sharks yeah and um they were they weren't big they were like babies but to a six-year-old like we were swimming with great white sharks but like my brother was like fuck that (laughs) and i was like uncle chase will get in the water caleb (laughs) like uh, you're you're gonna know you're like you're you're about to swim with jaws and Captain America. Like, that's how I looked to him. So, like, I put him on my back, and we're, like, following above this shark. And it's a lemon shark. And and then, like, it disappeared. The water was a little murky. We were we were on a sandbar. And then my I hear my wife go, here comes the other one. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought there was one. She's like, here comes the other one. And that's when I started to pan. I was like, one, cool. Two, I'm out. <laughs> That's right. Now you're outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. That was some good times with the kids, but yeah, that's awesome. Oh that's man. So uh, let's see. Oh, one thing I wanted to promote. I think Travis is still here. Yes. Mr. Travis. So did you see what, uh, uh, happened with Hiller and his no rep shirt? No, he got a cease and desist letter from noble. For, for, for saying no rep. Well, to be fair. Oh, like the way it was drawn? Look at this shirt. I mean, let's... All right. <laughs> okay? Like, this was done on purpose, but he got a cease and desist letter, and so he said is like he has until the 26th, I believe, um, <laughs> until he has to stop. So if you guys... If you guys... I want one. <laughs> I, did, I just put the link in the chat. This is now a collector's item, and so shout out to Andrew Hiller. And Vindicate and Travis, they'll no longer be allowed to make this shirt, but they can sell them until the 26th. So I actually, I went out and bought one yesterday. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, I'll, and they're right. They're right. And and to be fair, I am waiting to get the letter from CrossFit <laughs> that the OG shirt can't be sold anymore either. Um, why, why can't it? Well, because... The wasn't their logo. It you're right. It wasn't their logo. They didn't um, have it trademarked. 
Well, they are currently doing that. <laughs> because, yeah, but it won't even be that. It won't even be that, though. Yeah, we'll see. The uh, the way. So I I was talking with Ken. Let's us like, do a cease and assist. I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, we <laughs> we should get this trademarked because like this is starting to take off way more than we thought um, it was going to. And I was like, hey, let's just trademark it. Like this is our design. The 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 pukey clown figure that we're using oh yes we're getting good now we're getting this like sexual spam in the chat there you yeah. go there you Best go adult side ever yes thank you for that um hold on let me get rid of these things <laughs> um and so i was like hey let's just trademark it because like i think we got a really cool thing going here and not the fact it's not about selling t-shirts that's the other thing like it's not about selling T-shirts. It's the whole. It's you know. It's funny. I was in Boulder, and I was actually describing this reasoning to the CEO <laughs> <laughs> in person. Um. And but I was like, I would like for this, uh, if it's like um, not an attitude. That sounds like douchey, but like it's a. It is an attitude. Yeah, it's it a, is. An, it, 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 it is an attitude. It's not about the shirt. It's about right. what the logo represents to get back to good, right? Yep. We want to put the cult back in culture. <laughs> yeah, like, hell yes. In, in the most positive way, and it was really cool because I had this amazing conversation um, with uh, the interim CEO, Allison, who's awesome, by the way. She's cool. at Park City for a decade. She's not... Wow, dude, yeah, dude, dude she, is, she is an OG. I mean, she grew yeah. up doing CrossFit under the tutelage of Eric O'Connor, Chris Spieler, and Doug Zakaris. Dang, that's cool. Right? So, like, she's cool. not just some suit. <laughs> right? She's a CFO who is now the interim CEO who is super freaking cool. And so she's like, hey, t t she's like, because, I, dude, I, I I went into the Lions. I say Lions Den. It's it's HQ. Like, right. it's it's cool. Like, it's different. It's back. It's getting back to good. I'll say that. There's a, There was a lot of positive things that happened over the last couple of days. Okay. But I was like, I'm wearing it. I want to see. I want to see how much this place has changed. <laughs> Good man. I did. I did. I walked in. and I was like, "Whoo!" I may get fired, and I've been on the job for a day. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was it was Wednesday night. We're all at dinner, and we're you know having a glass of wine. And she's like, "Hey, talk to me about it." And I was like, "This is it." She's like, "How do we?" It was awesome. She's like, "How do we keep the culture, yet progress the?" business of crossfit and that not to say of dollars and cents how do we get crossfit more globally accepted and um advertised and and brought to every corner of the earth the world is better with crossfit in it period yep. Yep. you don't have to do it but it, it's just better and she's like how do we keep the culture of like it was hardcore Right? Like it was, it was cultish. It was, no, it, it was cult, not cultish. It was and is. How do we preserve that yet still make it um, palatable and presentable to people that are afraid of that, not knowing what it really represents? Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. You, you want to know what my answer to that would be? What? Don't fucking be afraid that people are going to be afraid of it. Ah. Because if we if never you made do it that, scary, that's it, the thing. It, it, 
no other the, people did the the scariness came from yes they were badass you know studs and and you know the original uh you know the fire breathers and like that kind of terminology which is no different than calling every single person that's in your gym an athlete mm-hmm. it's giving them a cool title because they feel cool and they're doing cool stuff and that element of well, i can't do that that's hard that's scary that's whatever that's on them that's not on the company or what crossfit is or whatever and that's on us to explain that not to water it down i i cannot stand crossfit gyms or just gyms in general i guess that water their shit down so much because with and this is the reason we don't want to scare anybody because people aren't going to come here if they think that they're afraid. Because now what they're not thinking, they're not thinking about helping people. Yeah. All they're thinking is, I need to get people in here, and that's all. So or you're perception. Not, the importance of what you are doing yeah. is out the window. You water down everything so that money is now the issue. Mm-hmm. I, need pers- I need members in here, period. And the only way I'm going to do is, I don't want to scare them. Then so don't. Like, them. that's my then, answer to that. It's like, who's scaring them? It's not CrossFit. They're yeah. in your gym. What are you doing to show right. them that it's not scary? Which is right. the, the craziest thing is like the one thing you're, te- you're afraid to do is like you, you are like CrossFit did its job. This person walked into your gym because of the name or the curiosity of it. And if they are afraid of it, they're still right in front of you. So what are you going to do about it? Like water it yeah. down or just like, yeah, hey, this is what it is. Here are all your misconceptions of what is scary. We're not going to like dumb it down to like, oh, you were right. This shit is scary. Let me, it's like, no, no, no. Let's break down these stigmas. Great changes and great things don't happen unless there's great work that's been put into it. It just doesn't happen. You can't have amazing results without amazing, how's that phrase go? You can't have amazing results without amazing whatever. And that amazingness that is not a watered down program, not trying to scare people. They right. have to know that like, that's something to aspire. I will get what I want because I'm doing this great thing. You don't get greatness by not doing greatness. Mm. And so like, I, I have people all the time, all the time that say that our programming is too aggressive or too hard or too whatever. And my response to that is okay, but to who? Because if I'm able to do these workouts, then that means that there is a certain amount of people that it's good for. Now, what the coach's job is to do is to scale appropriately so that the new person that comes in, make them feel good. Like, hey, I know it says that we're doing a clean and jerks of 225 pounds on this thing. You won't be doing 225 pounds. Right, right. You know, we're going to make it so that you're able to do 200, you know, your version of the 225 pounds. That's where that's our job is to do that for people. You can't just say, hey, we're going to send this out. CrossFit isn't scary. Like, I think I personally, I think if that is the direction that people are worried about, then they aren't thinking about what they're trying to do, which is we will make you better from no matter where you are, whether Mm -hmm. you are a badass or you are not a badass, we will make your life better. That those phrases, those phrases, those e- e- early comments were our driving force, which made CrossFit do what it the, the fitness program do what they need to do. 
That's what did it. Not yeah. let's just do whatever we can to not scare anybody. And that's bullshit. And I know people are afraid to do things hard. That's that's the scary part. People don't want to that people are afraid to work hard. They gotta know that it's safe to work out hard mm -hmm. and it's safe to get your ass handed to you. And it's safe to come in here and breathe hard and you know, get under some heavyweight and fail on something and not be able to do a pull up and whatever because you are in a place that is gonna support you, help you move correctly, give you all of the um steps and modifications to get you to where you want to be so that you come out you know two years later and you may still be thinking oh i am still struggling in this and that and the other thing it's like oh yeah but you're doing bar muscle-ups where you were doing banded pull-ups before yes your world is better yes period so that watered down like that that to me that's what i think like yeah well i like what you said is like and for, for the record is like also to say how do we make it not scary she didn't say that and like, what up Souza? what up Suza? yeah what's up Souza? um but I look at when you said, okay, we want to, the message shouldn't be, and they're not saying this, but we're saying, don't say cross is not scary because you immediately put in someone's head. They're like, that it is. It, oh, it's supposed to, or, oh, I didn't even think that it is scary. Like it, it's like if someone is climbing and you say, don't look down, don't look down. Cause you're super don't look high. Down. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> you're supposed to say keep looking up yeah like, like your directions shouldn't be driven by the negative it should be presented with the positive right? and so when someone comes in think think of the first part of that sentence when someone walks into your gym and you're like that and cross it did its job done <laughs> done now it's on you <laughs> Yeah. Now it's on you. And uh yeah, that was a it was a great conversation. Um yeah, if, for those of you guys who don't know, like I was in Boulder uh up at HQ for a couple of days and I got to meet I saw Nicole Carroll. That's cool. Oh my god, yes, dude. Sir. The, yes, sir. When she walked in, it's so funny cuz like Nicole Carroll is a she's a small person with the most like massive room massive persona. Billing aura of anyone like i love dave castro and i respect dave castro and like if greg glassman walks into the room uh, but like when nicole carroll walks into the room it's just different yeah and it was so awesome to see her i mean she she always looks great but yes, it was she does. yes she does she didn't have to say anything <laughs> she just popped in she has that little smile and i was like all is right in the world and the, the meetings that we had and all, like everything of the last couple of days with, uh, you know, I got to sit down with Gary Gaines and you know, Nicole Carroll and, and you know, the interim CEO with Allison and, you know, the director of marketing. I get to sit, sit down with all these people and it is so nice to see how hard people are working on the back end in the exact fashion that you and I both love. Like, Good. yeah, like there is great effort going on behind the scenes to basically everything that people have been complaining about over the last two years or so is like, <laughs> it's, it's recognized, recognized and they are, dude, they're, I've never, like, I've never felt so lazy in my life 
than after two days of hanging out with all of those people. It was wow. Yeah. I was like, I need to work harder. And I thought I worked hard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, but Dill, did you just buy a shirt? <laughs> just did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was cool. How's everyone else doing, though? How's yeah, everybody gang. else doing? Yeah, with, enough about us. Sorry, we just wanted to lay the grounds of Shoot the Shit Friday. Shoot the Shit Friday. Planet Fitness was a bagel shop. <laughs> Purple uh, bagels. Purple bagels. Thumbs up. Uh, Will, you know, it's a great... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's been, a quite, <laughs> it's been quite the whirlwind of six weeks. Yeah, from, from a, a, an online position of some Canadians trying to cancel me from the broadcast to sitting down and having a glass of wine with the CEO of the company. Yeah, I would say... Uh, it's been a pretty good turnaround since then. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, that's funny. I didn't actually. You guys are doing a great job of putting my world into perspective. I I really do appreciate that. <laughs> Who knew that? Like we came here. It's like, hey, ask us any questions, guys. We'll we'll talk to y'all. And it turned into like some type of personal therapy, therapy, therapy session, session. <laughs> for, the both, for the both of us. <laughs> hey man, you know what? I'll tell you, new timeline, dude. New timeline. I'm a new person. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Man, I I didn't know how much I needed that. Are the new OG shirt gear still available? Yes. Let me see if I can pull this up. Hey, so tell me about the hats anyway, dude. Well, uh, the hats. Yeah. Um, the lifeguard hats. Oh, what do you mean? Are they, when are we uh, able to get oh, them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do Let me pull these up. Or what's up with that? So, yeah, the shipping, I don't know what's happening with that. Hang on. Let me pull this up. Patrick, Shh. yes, I am. I'm going to do all the age groups, actually, oh. for the uh, broadcast of the games. Oh, look at this. Let me try to share this screen. Ken's doing such a fun job with this. Look at that. Yeah. Right off the bat. Boom. You guys log into there. Uh, apparently, if you your first purchase, you're going to get 10% off. Uh, click through this. OG collection. Look at that, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all in there. There's so much color. Dude. I, so this one that I have on right now. Um, hang on. Oh, I forgot I could tab back and forth is like the purple version of the like orange in one. And then there's yeah. a blue one. It's, I like the blue one a lot. Dude. But this, vi like if you guys get any shirt, get the vintage one. It is so, it, I've, it's a soft, I, I just finished, uh, oh, I did the event for the last chance qualifier. Like I finished oh. it 10 minutes before we got on. That's why I was so late. Cause I couldn't get off the ground. <laughs> and I, I was sweating my ass off, but I put this on like you can't even tell that I'm sweating, and I'm instantly like it's so thin, it's so, like it's great. That's but, cool. Anyways, so yeah, that's up there. The hats are up there. Um, the plan right now, since Bill and I will get to be at the games for the first time in Madison since 2018. Think about that. I know. Sad. 2018 was the last time you and I got to be together out there. Um, I think Ken. It has a, um, and Amy and Sherpa Works are going to have a RV out in the RV park. 
And so we'll plan uh, just a little meet and greet. Yes. A little cheers and beers. And we're going to have like all this shit out there. That's going to be so yeah. good. So like, you, I think there are some rules of like selling things on site. So like what you can do is I think you can buy something online and just do pickup. Oh, that's cool. And so like, we'll just be there. So like these hats are coming. So if like you guys roll into Madison, we're going to let you guys know um, when we go out there and please come hang out with us. Like, please. I don't know if we'll do anything live out there. I guess I could bring this stuff. I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, let me know. Cause I, well, I mean, we'll have a, I mean, I'll have no, my computer I got, and everything. I, I yeah, have, we'll have like, all that shit. yeah, I have like extra mics now. Like I could, I could do a, a round table of six people if I wanted to. I've got That'd be sweet. everything. Susa, are you going to be there? Is Susa going? Are you coming with the whole uh, Savon podcast crew? I yeah. <sighs> it would be really, it would be really fun to do a massive podcast collection all at one time, broadcasting on multiple streams <laughs> all at once. Just like crossing Having over. A, well, you know what we totally can do on these streams. On these live streams, we can actually share. Rat. We can all go live from our own channels on one link via restream. Oh yeah. Okay. So like not to say we would ask, you know, Susan the Savon podcast to hop on ours, but like we could send a link that's shareable so that actually goes live off their channel. So they'll still get views off of their channel. Like that's how that's it works. Cool. It's really cool. Okay. Um, I think we should. I think it'd be really cool. I don't know what our days are gonna look like, because when we get on site, guys, like we got some long days, and I'm not complaining at all. I'm just like letting you know. No, and the, well, the hard thing is that you, you never, you can never tell what your schedule is gonna be. You don't know that you're done for the day until you're in bed or until you're in the, you know, having the beer at the end of the night, night kind of thing. But mm -hmm. you never know when that's going to be. So you, you never, you can't plan, can never plan anything. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you know, you got to get ready for the next day. Like, I'll have friends like, like, hey, let's hang out. I'm like, okay. I Maybe. Maybe. Because <laughs> we'll have meet so that, so, like, we have to get there early and we have, like, pre-production meetings before the events even start. And that usually has to happen, like, an hour and a half before the first event begins. And then when the whole day is over, we still have to sit back and have another hour to hour and a half meeting afterwards to prepare for the next day. Yep. Get with the Savon programming. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. I got to do his lap. <laughs> He does have a big great old cackle laugh. That, big old cackle that he does all the time. Man, another like group of people that make me feel like I'm just dragging ass. What Souza and Savan and everybody there that are doing, they're just like freaking. I don't know how he fits it all in his day. <laughs> I know. I mean, he takes his kids to the beach. They're, they're playing tennis. They're you know skateboarding. They're doing the jujitsu. They're doing the piano. Which is really cool. I saw that, uh, I can't remember which one of his kids did it, but uh, his son was playing piano, and I, it was a Kiss song. It's like, I don't know, Love Gun or Dr. Love or something like that. And um, uh, Seven's wife posted it on Instagram, and she's like, yeah, I, I just you know, found out who Kiss was, and I hit her up, and I'm like, what? You just found out who Kiss the band is? Like, that was the very first album i ever bought when i was five years old was kiss destroyer i'm like you've got it that was like, your oh first God, one 
First one. What was you know what? Yes, uh, I like uh, the note Plan B thing. I like. I think that. that's rad. That, that is that's sweet. That's, I've actually, that's almost I actually as cool lived that way without even knowing it. That's like, almost that was, as cool as the OG thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's all in, man. All in. Here's so a question. Cool. So all the guys watching, what was the first? Bill, so now Bill said album, not to album. date himself. I'm gonna Record say album. CD. <laughs> Long play. But yeah, what was the first? non-digital album release CD that you guys ever bought? I would love to see what the answers are. So what was yours? Mine was Kiss Destroyer. Kiss Destroyer. Mine was um, Dookie by Green Day. Oh, okay. That okay. was my very first CD that I ever bought with, like, I say my own money. It's like allowance money that my parents gave I, I worked for it but <laughs> ooh Elise a little collab an OG with no plan B that's great that is pretty cool that's really good just an OG with no plan B there you that go that is really cool look a little combo so Let's see. I uh, bought like that, tapes, huh? Christian music tapes, Backstreet Boys. Oh God, you oh, guys are hold on, hold on. I'm I'm, I'm falling yeah, behind on posting these. Sure. Okay, we got ooh TLC, crazy, sexy, cool, FML. What are you talking about? That was great. Let's see, Busta Rhymes on cassette tape at all. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, first album I ever bought on tape. Air Supply, greatest hits. Oh my no god! No way! I feel like you're just quoting a Family Guy episode. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Appetite for Destruction is that? Um, son of a bitch. That's uh, uh Metallica. Is that Metallica? Metallica. Yeah. Will Smith, Big Willie style. How old are you, Wad Zombie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Savage Garden. Hell yeah, Stefan. Self titled album. I love that CD. I'm all out of love. Backstreet Boys, Lauren, love you. That's great. I bought tapes. I had tapes too. I bought tapes, Christian music tapes, Janelle. Let's see. Quiet Riot. Oh, now we're getting there. Van Halen, 1984 cassette tapes. Andrew Sten. I love it. Britney Spears. Todd, you're full of shit. Don't you? <laughs> don't troll us. If it was, then you good on you. Let's see. Uh, Mike Halpin, Nirvana MTV Unplugged album. My first cassette was probably the Rocky Three soundtrack. Corey Leonard. Oh dang! Dang! That, you know what? Okay, so Rocky Three. All the Rockies were my montage that I'd watch before the day of that I had to wrestle. Oh really? All through high school, yeah. Even into college, even into college, I would watch. That's awesome. The the training the training sessions and stuff. The montage music. Oh man, so good. Fred Aswin, first cassette, Anthrax, State of Euphoria, 1988. First CD, Temple of the Dog. <clears throat> nice. Who is that? Yeah, that's... That's the band? Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. Sousa, Seal, no way. Did you really? Now, did you buy the Kiss from a Rose 
or the CD for that song because of Batman? Batman. Is that why? I want to know. Because I uh, that's the only reason why I got that CD. <laughs> that's why I'm saying that. Uh, Public Enemy, Seal. Corey Lennel, Leonard, Collective fact, Soul. My dog. My dog. Remember Sam? Yeah, Sam. Sam's dad was Seal's dog. Shut up. Really? Yeah. I had I had Sam's dog's son. No way. Yeah, super cool. That's awesome. Speaking of Sam, CrossFit Instagram posted a workout of the day. I'm looking at this photo and I'm like, okay, that looks like Bill's old gym from like a decade ago. And that looks like Bill from a decade ago. And I know that Sam pulling on the rope, but I'm like, how old is like where did you guys even pull this photo from? But like you were on a little dot com. It was Instagram. so cool. I was so stoked. I they I thought they tagged me that and I, I hit them back. I'm like, dang, that is a blast from the past. Like part of you wanted to say, Did you guys run out of pictures that you have yeah. to go back through the ones from like, you know, 10, 12 years ago or what happened? Thanks for <laughs> reminding that and that, you know what's funny is Super like cool, Facebook memories will come up like that. Yeah. And I saw it was like a meme and it's like, dear Facebook, thank you for sending me like reminding me of all my ex-girlfriends and dead dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kyle Landis sublime. Ooh, that's a good one. Good one. What is, uh, Janelle, I use LimeWire and pirated all my music and I did too. If anybody else, LimeWire. Oh, ordered an OG shirt. Who did that? Oh, John, John Robichaux. I think I said it right. First tape, Vanilla Ice. Too Rich Dog. I use LimeWire. I'm all out of love. Whitney <laughs> Houston cassette tapes. Look at this. See, these are our people. Cassette tapes and albums. Melinda. God, I'm falling way behind. I should not. Have. MC Hammer. Yes. Did anybody buy, like, the parachute pants because of Too Legit to Quit music video? No. No, I did. No. I was, like, nine, though. <laughs> you're welcome john and now we wonder where blake gets it from Gina. <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's see Corey, guns and roses oh appetite okay there you go garth brooks no fences there we go matt love it never bought that first album was share soccer mom oh, wow god y'all you guys are so old <laughs> <laughs> shaq's first first and last Oh yeah, Wad Zombie, thirty-three. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Big Willie style, thirty. You're not older than me. Wait, Tra- oh, was Travis older than me? No, it was Travis that said. Oh, that. Travis said that. <laughs> Travis between me and Bill. And then look, look what he just wrote. We need to change this to get with the old timers pro- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make an OT shirt for old timers. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Uh, do not trolling boy bands. All right. All right, Todd. Um, Hey, no, um, no judgment here. I just thought you were kidding. Oh, let's see. Um, God, you guys are awesome. Jay started like, I know I'm (laughs) get off your lawn podcast. (laughs) Uh, okay. So I got this question, um, from somebody that I'm going to throw at you. And the question was, um, it was it was directed towards us, and they wanted to know how you got it, how you got started in wrestling, and 
like how did you carry that through college like like how did you get started with all that um my dad was uh in high school he was a track football wrestler college he played football and wrestled and wrestling became his thing he was really good uh made it all the way up to he was the first alternate in the olympic trials oh wow um, back in his time yeah it inducted into his uh uh sports hall of fame at his university uh clarion university in pennsylvania and so he was the high school wrestling coach and teacher when he was younger and me and my brothers uh were just the little punk kids that were hanging out with the wrestling team when my dad was running practice so we would just watch them do their thing and we're flip-flopping around on the mats and being tossed around by all the high school kids and when i was about five uh, and i remember what's crazy is i mean that's almost almost 50 years ago wow i remember sitting in the car with him and we're driving somewhere we're over by the high school somewhere and he's like hey would you ever want to be like on a wrestling team mm. and i was like i mean if, if my dad said anything i'd be like yes yes so i'm like yes so he got us started in uh the little local little local wrestling club that some of his wrestlers were actually the coaches for and just started from there and wrestled from five all the way through high school uh state runner-up state champ there did uh international stuff you know uh, freestyle champion greco champion went to nationals and stuff like that and then was going to go to the air force academy decided not to do that oh wow went to um i i i, I it was i really liked doing it and i was gonna wrestle there but i decided that where i was in my mind i, I really wanted to get out from underneath my parents and kind of spread my own wings and when you're wanting to spread your wings and you go to an area or go to a service where you're not really able to spread your wings until right. they tell you that you can spread your wings. Uh, it just wasn't something that I could do at the time. And then uh, got in with the Cal Poly, uh, talked to them. My advisor went to Cal Poly actually out of high school. And so she helped me get in and got on the team there and wrestled there. And so wrestled all the way through college, wrestled with Chuck Liddell. He was my teammate for four years. Um, got to see him do his whole UFC that's the cool thing. I career. think a lot of people don't know that you wrestled with Chuck Liddell <laughs> every day, man. Every day we would beat heads every single day. It was awesome. Um, and then that was like, that's, I will always, I mean, I haven't been on the mat in a long time, but I will always consider myself a wrestler, um, and have that mentality. And that, I mean, that all came from my dad, obviously, but, mm. uh, there's something about, there's something about a wrestler whether you're good at wrestling or not good at wrestling there's something about being a wrestler and being involved with wrestling and, and the practices and the the discomfort that you put yourself through to do whatever mm -hmm. so man i it's uh it's it is it is who i am i'll always consider myself that no matter how old i am let me see this all right i'm not doing this right I think I found a picture of you. Are you in there? Oh, yeah, that's high school. God dang. So I'm at the top. Is this you? That's, yeah. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so actually, in this picture, my dad's right in the middle. Right there. Nice, nice tan dude right there. My uh, gym is one row down and one over from me. So there's me. Right here? Yep, that's me. And so Jim is down and to the right. Is this him? Right. That's him right there. Yeah. And then this is your dad? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Look at you, man. It's me. Dang. That's awesome. That's a long time ago right there. You don't have my college one where I have all my long hair. My hair's like down to here. <laughs> <laughs> all big old curly mop. They they had it, they wrote a, an article on me one time that um, they called it mop on the mat. And I, cause I, I mean, I would, I, I was good. I would, I would beat people all over the place, but my hair would just not stay in the, the headgear at all. It'd be all over the place. That's funny. David King, you know, what's up, dude, you know, what's up. And yes, I never broke my nose, even with all the cross faces and, I think Knees that's the most the amazing stat. Like, screw that you wrestled with Chuck Liddell. The fact that you've never broken that giant nose of yours. I don't know how it's. I don't know how it's possible. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's a good thing that I have an adamantium beak. I don't know. Who knows? This is the. Yeah, Ed makes a great point. They had color <laughs> pictures when Bill was in high school. <laughs> that's uh, been after processed. So <laughs> yeah, the, the what is it, like the the recolorization of the like World War II videos. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool. So wait, your dad tell tell uh your dad was gonna wrestle at Cal Poly. Yeah, so my dad grew up in really kind of the same area um that you're in. It was more San Francisco, like is San Bernardino, is that around that area? Yeah. And so yeah, my dad was a wrestler in high school and he played football and his original plan was to go wrestle at Cal Poly. Like that was one of his things. And he ended up going the football route and he actually went to the university of Hawaii for a year. That was his freshman oh, year. Yeah. <laughs> so that was his freshman year and then transferred to university of Arizona after that. And he was originally recruited to play like tight end and then so weird. became a middle linebacker for <laughs> the university <laughs> of Arizona, which is really funny. Um, my dad is crazy. But, yeah, so it's really funny to have, like, that weird connection. Like, you guys would have – I mean, he's older than you are, but, like, you guys would have had that – almost had that same wrestling connection. Yeah, um, but, I mean, wrestling connection, alma mater connection, I mean, that's still – there's a kinship that, you know, for sure, which is cool. Yeah. Oh, that's Dave, cool. where'd you wrestle? Uh, I yeah. Yeah, uh – Kurt Angle actually wrestled at uh, Clarion. He, he's from where my dad went to school. Todd, I didn't wrestle, but Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar are dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, that's called wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, wrestling. Uh, my, so, like, I reluctantly fell into swimming. I didn't, I didn't start my athletic career to be a swimmer. My dad was a football player. My mom was a swimmer. Uh, my mom made Olympic trials, and um, you know she's a very good swimmer. My dad was a very good football player, and I just wanted to be like dad because that's how we were raised. Like my dad is a, to me, is just like imposing monstrous figure, and right. I was anything but that. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> growing up, and I tried. I tried so hard. So I was like my freshman year of high school, and I. I from from eighth grade to freshman year of high school, 
all my friends look like they fell in the ooze from Ninja Turtles 2. Like, I was like, what happened to all of you? Like, you all turned into grown men over the summer, yet I still sound like I'm my dad's daughter. Like, that's that's where I was <laughs> in my, like, puberty state. And so I tried to play my freshman year. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> Fell into swimming. And I, I just, I got destroyed. Like, it just, it sucked. But I, it didn't bother me. But my mom was like, hey, <laughs> maybe let's just try another sport. And our, how our. Guys, how come you never tried wrestling? Uh, so truth be told, I did try it when I was younger. And I, it was like my third class. And I was having fun, and then this new kid showed up with headgear on, and we're like, oh, shit. Like, he looks serious. And he ear-smacked me so hard with his headgear because I didn't have headgear on, and he was super <laughs> strong. I quit. <laughs> and that's why. I legit, like, I got my ear smashed by headgear, and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> and I was like seven or eight. But I vividly remember, like, because I was holding my own. And even I, I wrestled in seventh and eighth grade with our, like, our sports teams. And I actually won my weight class with that. But, like, I didn't do it seriously. Um, so after, after freshman year football and I got cut from the basketball team, so I was looking for something to do. And I was like, hey, water polo is starting. And I, I had swam, like, summer league. But I didn't start really until I was, like, 12. And she was like, it's, it's tough and it's violent. It's swimming, but it requires a lot of athletics and, and like hand-eye coordination. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And my mom would, like taught us all how to swim as kids because she was a swimmer. And she wanted to make sure all her boys could swim because we had pools growing up. So like that was a very dangerous thing to have like around children. And she's like, hey, like I'm, I'm 15. And my mom takes me into the backyard and tries to teach me how to play water polo before my first practice. And my mom beat the shit out of me <laughs> every day for a week. And as a 15-year-old, I was like, what? What, mom? You know? And, she, like, once we got in the water and I couldn't touch the bottom anymore, it was like a grizzly bear was in the water. Like, she was so strong. And I forget, like, I'm 15. My mom is, like, my age. Right. Like, you know, my mom was, I think, 22 when she had me. So if I'm 50, like she was 37, which wow. is wild to think about. I'm 15. My mom's 37. I'm 39 right now. Can you imagine if I had a 17? Well, yes, you could. But like, <laughs> <laughs> and so she beat the shit out of me. And she's like, see, it's still like, because I had this stigma of like, I still wanted to be macho. You know, like I wanted to be a football player or about like I wanted to play a man game. And swimming wasn't really it to me. I was like, oh, I got to wear Speedos and shave my legs, just like everybody who didn't swim. And, dude, it was awesome. And so we won state my freshman year. I was the only sub. We had a team that had 11 seniors on it, and I was the only sub in the game, and I was a freshman. Win wow. state. We win state my, the next year. And I was like, I'm going to start swimming to get better at water polo. All right, so, like, I became, like, I was an All-American water polo player. I had, like, the most points scored in the in the state like uh, it's like mvp like i but then i was like okay so i couldn't get into a school that had a water polo team so i was like i'll just go to smu and swim 
And when my swimming career is over, I can always come back to water polo because it was a game, right? Like water polo was a game. And if I became even a better swimmer, I'll become an even better water polo player because I had all the hand-eye coordination from previous sports, baseball, football, basketball. Like I had all that. I just needed to learn how to swim. And just, you know, walked on to the team at uh, SMU here in Dallas. It was on a, uh, I never got, I didn't get any recruiting trips. Hmm. Zero. I didn't get a scholarship, nothing. I was walking on campus for like a school tour and made my way to the natatorium, walked into the head coach's office unannounced. And I was like, I would like to swim for your team. <laughs> and he goes, I would like to swim for your team. Yeah, I say it you like that. You would be lucky to have me. <laughs> but I was like, I would like to swim for your swim team, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like six foot 150. Yeah, I was like, just this tiny little kid. Like nobody knows who I am. I wasn't that great. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, this is one of those things, like, uh, like one of my dad's quotes. He was like, if you can keep up, I'll keep you on the team. I was like, bet. And senior year, like the thing with swimming, just like anything, it's, it's a meritocracy. They're always trying to recruit better people than you. Once you're there, they almost have no tie to you unless you're like the best person there. If you're the best person there, they pay attention to you. You're on scholarship. They don't want to lose you. But if you're not, they are constantly trying to replace you with someone better every year. Every year. And they would. But I worked my ass off to stay on that team and was it, ended up being team captain my senior year. Not oh, the damn, fastest why? swimmer, not the best swimmer. I didn't win. I didn't win anything. The, my best claim to fame was um, I made conference finals and got fourth in the 200-meter free. So I, I almost podiumed at you know, conference finals. But I, yeah, that was it. And uh, after that, I, that was, you know, I just, uh, a lot of valuable lessons that came from that. But like, yeah, I was a, I was a good swimmer. I was in no, by no means a great swimmer. I like, I wasn't even close. And and when I look at swimmers now, it's, it's a different world. It's, it's unreal how fast people were or are. Uh, Ed, what did you swim? I swim the 100 and 200 freestyle, so meters or yards. So if you guys don't know what that feels like, <laughs> I ain't one shit chasing. Um, it's like the 400 and 800 in track, which are terrible events. <laughs> like if, if you ask any track person, and the 800 is, is just a, it's awful. It's, <laughs> it's just a long, disgusting sprint. So those are my main strokes. So I was, I was a mid-distance sprinter. So I like I like the IMs. I usually did. Oh, the IMs are the the best. Problem is, I was so bad at backstroke. Really? Yeah, my coach said I was so bad that (laughs) I was allergic to it because I'd always sneeze because I'd get water in my nose. He's like, (laughs) "Ah, it's it's because you're allergic." I'm like, sure. That's why I suck at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's how that's how I got into swimming. Before that, into triathlons for a while. Um, especially after college, I didn't know what to do. Like I needed a team. I needed a coach. Eric wise. Oh, you swim the 1650. <sighs> that is terrible. It's the mile. Um, Oh, Patrick, look at all these swimmers in here. Patrick Anderson. Oh, it's the 50 meter and hundred meter. You fuckers <laughs> you guys like 
had to practice like three times a week. <laughs> I hated you guys. Put all the sprinters in lane one. Make sure they don't try too hard and just like have them lift weights so they can be strong. <laughs> yeah, the, watching the, the distance swimmers practices, I was like, nope. I don't know why anybody would want to do that event. It's terrible. Butterfly. Yeah, that's that's a fun stroke. Once you can figure it out, butterf- I liked it. Butterfly is a fun stroke. Yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've got. That's funny. I have Patrick Anderson who is a sprinter, and then Eric Wise who is a distance swimmer, and they hated each other. We were right there in the middle, so like we had long practices, but they still weren't as bad as the distance guys. But the distance guys and the sprinters hated each other. <laughs> Oh, hate each other. Like the oh yeah, soccer mom. I was from the sixteen fifty so I could miss school on Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all these swimmers in here. A lot. John Robichaux, Iron Man back in two thousand. Wow. Yeah, nice. bro. I did uh I did my Iron Man in two thousand nine. Did the uh Tempe. Oh, that's a good one. Dude, that that's water was one. so effing cold. Isn't it crazy? Well, it's all runoff from the mountain. Like people forget, like right. there's snow in Arizona. Like they have mountains. <laughs> like right, <laughs> and all like the reservoir that they have outside Tempe, Arizona, is just like runoff. So we had to wear wetsuits in November. Dude, it is. You should see that whole setup now. You would think that it's like a waterfront town. The way they've the way they've uh, oh really maneuvered that whole. Wa- it's it's crazy. It's really cool. They've done a lot down there to Tempe. Stefan Myers, I class myself as I can't swim swimmer because I can't swim. <laughs> that, that's who you identify yourself as? Patrick Anderson, watch the guy in a meet swim the mile butterfly. Oh. You know how they do. Well, you any could of the do that. It's legal, you yeah. You do any stroke you want. Yeah. So, for those of you guys that don't know this, that Bill just said is like freestyle is called that because you can do any stroke you want. During freestyle events, like so, if it's backstroke, breaststroke, butterfly, you have to swim those strokes. But on freestyle, it means really the freedom to choose any style that you want. That's why it's called freestyle. It was called front crawl. Front You'd crawl. have to do something different. But since it's freestyle, you could literally choose any stroke you wanted, and it'd be totally legal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh! You signed up for Tempe, Eric Wise. I signed up for the Tempe Ironman in 2020. No go. Yeah. Yep. Oh. All right. Oh, man. I know we wanted we'll to talk about a lot of CrossFit here, stuff, so, but maybe next time. What are we doing? This was awesome. Yeah, it was. I know we started really heavy, but uh, freestyle has been canceled. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I know it started heavy, but... I, that was a, I didn't know I needed to air that out. I didn't want to. I'm kind of like Bill. It's like I, I am an emotional guy, but I do keep a lot of things private on a personal level. And uh, <clears throat> did I get to chime in on the PED stuff? Maybe next time. I mean, we can. Yeah. This would be yeah. good. We'll save that for another time. That'll, that'll, we'll we'll that'll see when it's all said and done. Shit. How about that? When it's all... When it's all finalized, because I feel like we still got a few things left to come up. But when the last six people actually get to compete at the CrossFit Games, then we can talk about it afterwards. And yeah, they're gonna pull <laughs> me and Bill out of the booth to fill out the final forty <laughs> roster. What? 
I made the backfill sweet. Uh, <laughs> yes. Finally. 13 oh, years man. later. But, uh, no, guys, thanks for uh, hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to us uh, go down the personal life road with you guys. And didn't know I needed to do that. I didn't really want to do that. I know Bill's – that's the first time I've actually heard Bill I, vulnerable I never, in front of anybody. I never talk about that. Stuff. I don't think you guys understand how, like, big that was. So uh, <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, hanging with us. This was super fun. Um. Oh yeah, Robo shows he moved to Germany. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, thank you guys for rolling with us. It's good to be back. Oh yes, right before we got to sign off, more pornography offers. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> God, that that was a perfect exclamation point to a shoot the ship. Um, our schedules won't always align with the Friday. I know this is kind of a special thing for uh, Bill and I, but um, this was great. This is great, great. Yeah, so thank you guys for rolling with us. We'll try to do this as often as possible because we do a lot of things, uh, like Bill said, programming-wise and seriousness-wise. I mean, we keep it light, but we want to hang out with you guys and, I don't know, share some stories, answer some questions. And yeah, keep uh, keep an eye out um, on our Instagram where we'll, uh, when we, like games is less than three weeks away. Um, we'll, uh, post up, we're going to try to do a little meet and greet. We'll bring, uh, a lot of the OG gear with us. So if you guys are on site and it's hot as hell, we'll have the hats there <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let's get the dads of CrossFit podcast going. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was fun. But, uh, anyways, team. Thank you guys so much for rolling with us. Thanks for uh, listening to the uh, laundry that we had to air out. And uh, I actually feel a lot better. And, Bill, thanks Good. to your uh, your perspective and, and uh, take, and that, that really did help a lot. So thank you guys for that. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. And, as always, just thank you for the support. We, uh, As much as you think we, um, I don't know, you guys are a big part of why we want to come on here. Like, otherwise, it's fun. You guys yeah. make it so fun. Yeah, you guys make it. You guys do really legitimately make it fun. You're a big reason of why we want to come on here live. Like, we could always record this and just pop it out on a on a podcast platform, but this just makes it so much more fun to do. So, thank you guys for uh, for just rolling with us. It's really really cool, really cool. And uh, we'll uh, hop back on here next week. We'll do a couple live shows. And uh, you guys have had some great ideas on the back end. So if you guys think of anything else, we got some things in the works. Um, The big one is, I think we talked about this last time, but I guess that was two weeks ago, (laughs) was we want to go through every game's year and find the one event that best predicted the top 10. The predictor event, yeah. The predictor predictor event. event. And uh, going through, we're talking about this about the last chance qualifier. The best one was actually event four, which mm-hmm. is why I wanted to do it. And event four of the 20 athletes, 10 men and 10 women, it predicted or the top 10, 19 of the 20 were all in the top 10 in that event and finished in the top 10 on the weekend. So there is something there. And so what we want to do is find out what that event was every year of the CrossFit Games for 15 years, try to find the theme of what that was, and maybe crack the programming code 
of what maybe that event will be coming up in 2022. So we got a lot of back-end work to get that done. I believe we're going to steal Brian Friend for that one. He already, uh, he already has all that information. Yeah, already I've already talked to him about it, and, <laughs> and he's on. So we'll do a, a big episode there. Um, and, uh, yeah, cracking the programming code. What event can predict the top ten? And then maybe, like, if that event is it, that style, should you train that more to predict success at the cross? Who knows? I don't know what we're going to find, but I, I almost guarantee we're going to find something that could be groundbreaking when it comes to competition and sport all right team thank you so much for joining us have a great weekend happy friday i forget it's friday my world is so upside down right now what day it is bill that's a nice looking shirt uh so is yours my friend nice looking shirt yes it feels very good feels very good uh till next time team have a great weekend have a great weekend everybody (laughs) 